You're listening to These Are The Days. Welcome back to These Are The Days. The first episode since we came back was great. My thanks to Billy Morris for being such a brilliant guest. Very open, very honest, some great stories as well. Uh, you can give us a follow on social media. We're at The Days Podcast and you can check the website, thedayspodcast.com. These Are The Days. My next guest has gained a massive following on TikTok for his one-minute beer reviews. We're talking about the good, the bad, the surprising, and the terrible. Plus, we'll get his top 10 beers. We'll have a wee taste test as well. This is episode 19 of These Are The Days. Follow the podcast on social media. We're at The Days Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So my guest this week is pretty much a success more than he ever thought as he says in his own videos over on tiktok it is the man who created one minute beer review dan phillips how are you dan i'm very well mate how are you yeah good mate listen uh i think i mentioned this to you before uh when we were chatting back and forward in the lead up to this and uh for a man who spends a minute of my time telling me about a beer and i just watch (laughs) and watch and watch and watch it's been kind of Something short of incredible. I just need to say, the time of recording this, which is two weeks before it'll go out, you're currently over 18,000 followers. You've just reviewed your 405th beer. (laughs) I mean, it's incredible, isn't it? It really is, mate. It really is. I had absolutely no idea that it'd get this big. Um, You know, and I'm very grateful that it has got this big um, because a lot of the feedback I'm getting is, I never would have drank that. I never would, didn't know that existed. And you're the reason why I'm drinking it. It's like, you know, I'm not advocating <laughs> alcoholism or anything like that. But, you know, after the year and a half we've all had, the nearly two years that we've all had, I think taking time out to enjoy ourselves is important. Um, and hopefully that's what it's doing. But yeah, never in my wildest dreams I expected to get as big as it's got. Yeah, it's it's absolutely incredible. Um, how did you get started on TikTok? How did it come about? Um, I was sat with Mrs. P, just watching the telly, having a few beers. Um, Saturday night was normally me. Saturday night, probably once every two weeks, was probably me, me, you know, my drinking night because um, my weekends kind of alternated. Um, and I just was scrolling through TikTok thinking, I could do this. I could do something like this. What am I going to do? Well, what am I interested in? And I sat with a can of beer in my hand and thought, I'm interested in beer. Go on then. Let's see how this turns out. Now, the first, the first sort of twenty odd videos was filmed on the missus' phone because my camera on my on my phone at the time, the front facing one was absolutely knackered. So it was turning around and saying, "So, can I borrow your phone?" Yeah, what for? I'll just be a minute, and then coming back in and saying, "Like, send that to me." And what have you done? Like, you'll see. And then there we go. That's how it, that's how it started. I thought all in the space of ten minutes. Yeah, and I mean, from April to now the start of September, so you're only talking like, well, no even no even six, five months. How yeah. how much has it grown or how quick has it been? Sort of, was it slightly gradual and then it's just taken off or how's it been? Um, it, it was gradual. So it started about mid-April and I say, I say gradual, probably, probably about 10 weeks. Um, I got to be 100 um, and I had about 350 followers up. And, you know, it, it was something purely for, for me, really. It was just a bit of a blog to keep track of 
of beers and was drinking it. It was originally supposed to be like a craft beer blog. And then somebody, one of my one of my very, very first followers, asked me to review Hot House 30 and Lager. So I did. And I went from 350 followers to 700 followers overnight. So it doubled my follower base doubled overnight. And it was like, wow, this is pretty, this is absolutely amazing. So it gets into July and more and more people requesting different beers. And it kind of came away from being a craft blog and more just a, just a, a decent sort of like beer blog. And then got to a thousand followers and was like, wow, I can go live in. Um, so I did a couple of lives and they were absolute garbage because nobody watched it. Um, and I was thinking, this is, this is probably run its course now. And I did Asahi, the Japanese lager. This is probably mid middle of July. So it's been going for all of three months now. And I went to bed at 1,200 followers by the following day, by, the, by 5 p.m., 6 p.m. I was on 5,000. Um, I, I, I did a video as well, slagging Brewdog off as well, um, which kind of helped. Oh, we'll um, get to that. And that yeah, <laughs> we will indeed, mate. We will indeed. Um, and that's kind of where it, where it came from. So, Pop House 13 and Asahi, I've got, I've got a lot. Of, I've, I owe them two beers quite a lot of uh, love, really, for, for kind of propelling this case to where it is. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people said, oh, I joined you from beer 150. I joined, I joined in from beer 200. It's like, yeah, I've, I've, had to, I've had to get a website and everything to kind of keep track. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and and that's what's incredible about it because now, obviously, one of the things to to mention is you do get loads of requests, but you also get people giving you money to basically go and buy these beers and stuff like that, which is just great. I think you said the other day, this is mental. It's absolutely mental. It really is. I mean, it's it's really it's like I got stopped in the street, um, about six and a half thousand followers. I'm stood there just on my lunch break and some guy walked past and went, uh-huh, one minute beer with you. And I went, oh, nice one, mate. Immediately around the missus. It's like, nah, can't, that's, that's not true. That's not true. That's not happened. Um, and then some, some other guy stopped me. He stopped dead in his tracks, looked me dead in the eye and went, fancy a beer, mate. And I've gone, you've recognised me from that, haven't you? And then the third time it happened, I was with my brother-in-law and me and my best mate, Liam. Um, we were out suit shopping for his wedding. And some guy ran across um, outside the Lowry Centre, basically, in Salford Keith, ran across, it's you, it's you, I've just given you a recommendation, oh, great stuff, mate. And the boys were like, what? Pick your jaws up, boys, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, and it got to the point where it was like, people were saying to me, can I buy you a beer? Can I send you some money? Have you got this, that, and the other? And I thought, I'm not, this isn't, I'm not this guy, this isn't, I'm not famous, or inverted commas, I'm not, I'm not an influencer. I'm not. I'm not a content creator. And Mrs. P was like, "You are. <laughs> you are." So yeah, set it up. And yeah, I've, I've been having a few guys send me a few few quid, and even Brew is getting in touch and sending me beer and posts and stuff. It's just, and you know, there's been a few chats we've got in touch and said, um, "I want to send you some beer in the post." Yeah, no problem. I'll give you my address. I'm not bothered. No, the missus can you know can be. It's like, well, they're not going to send me ricin or another you know biochemical warfare agent or anything like that. You know, I am expecting at some point someone's going to send me, you know, toenail clippings or, you know, you know, a tissue that was seized in or something. But, you know, at this moment in time, the follower base is brilliant. They're all absolutely fantastic. Um, and, yeah, every every couple of days the doorbell goes and it's uh, packaged. Oh, nice one. 
Oh, lovely bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, wow. it's class. I mean, we'll touch on some of the other bits of Bob as well, but keeping it quite current with a few of your recent beers. So Beer 405 was kind of last night, as you, as you put up, mm-hmm. and it was it was Bangla for Bangladesh. Yeah. How was it? It was really, really, really good. I mean, I've come across it anyway on Beers of Europe because um, the, the, the issue I've got is a lot of people are requesting certain bit, and it's like, yeah, get hold of it, but I've got to buy more than one of them. And these days, I rarely drink the same bit twice because if I drank it all, that'd be it. It would be game over. So <laughs> I needed to find someone that could be one at a time. And I went into Beers of Europe and seen it. I thought, Bangladesh, you like it? Wow. And then somebody actually requested it. So on my, on my last Beers of Europe order, I thought, well, yeah, I'll stick it on there with a load of other stuff. Anyway, um, there is a bit of a method to my madness in the order I drink them in. And last night, I, I, fancied, I just fancied drinking it, so I did. Um, and it was lovely. It really was. The thing is, is when you go for spicy food or a curry or something like that, you know, different curry houses and, and what have you. And I do like a curry. You know, I'm not adverse to a part of, a part of um, cobra or a part of kingfisher with my chicken madras and my pillow rice and my garlic. No, you know, it's I do quite like it. But I've never seen Bangla. And I tell you what, it's, it's just so much more flavoursome. Very, very fruity taste, which is quite weird for a, for a lager and it just kind of knocked me back as in you know Bangladesh is like a, a beer brewing nation you know it was it was quite weird but yeah really thoroughly enjoyed it thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it and um yeah one I, I mean I'm not really fussed how it tastes this one beer 403 was it Viru it looks like a perfume bottle <laughs> Viru from Estonia yeah so it did look like a perfume bottle you know it was like a dodecahedron sort of shape it was like 12 sided uh, shape sort of bottle and um, it just wasn't enough of it in the bottle. It was only 300 milliliters. It was like, yeah, that, that should be more in that. That was lovely. Again, you know, very, very sort of crisp and very sort of, you know, refreshing, refreshing drink. You know, it's, um, you, you kind of get to, you, you can kind of tell, with, especially with lager anyway, you can kind of tell what sort of, how it's going to taste from the country it's been produced in. There's, um, you know, it's all like the, like the Eastern European sort of countries. They are quite good with, with you know, with the, with the pilsers and stuff. And, you know, Germany, I suppose, is an absolute smokers board of different types of, different types of, um, you know, beer and lager and what have you. And then, you know, southern sort of Europe, like Spain and Italy tend to be, you know, stuff that's quite good to drink in, in hot weather. And, yeah, it's, um, that, that, that theory was nice. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was, the, the bottle was incredible. It really was. Um, the first beer you ever reviewed, it was Hazy Jane by Brewdog. Was, yeah. was there a, a reason for it or was it just the one you had at the time and, and what did you think of it? The Yeah, basically, when I had this idea, sat in my, sat in my front room, it was, it was what I had. I had I had Hazy Jane, I had Faith by Northern Monk and I had Punk IPA and I thought, I'll do Hazy Jane first. Um, what do I think of it? My honest opinion? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, my honest opinion, um, it, I think it's brilliant fridge filler. I really do. It's not expensive. You know, four cans for six quid. Tastes good. It's five percent. It's fresh as anything. It looks good and it looks good. It smells nice. Yeah, I, I really do think it's it's great value for money. Um, and I think it's it's another one of these like gateway into into craft sort of things. It's not quite an IPA. It's a it's a, it's a New England IPA or a New England pale. So it's um it's, it's a different sort of different style of So to a people who maybe aren't as initiated as me and you would see and go, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Go, oh, I quite like that. That's what else can we try? Boom, onto onto other stuff, onto onto bigger and better beers. Yeah, and 
you've spoken a few times in your page about Brewdog. Mm. And I know you you done it very early and you repeated it re- relatively recently, but mm. and and I don't think your your views are they're, they're not they're not out there they're very you're just saying what's what's kind of going on. So I mean, what mm. do you think of Brewdog right now? See, I mean, I did a video on this and people seem to think I've got some sort of vendetta or some sort of agenda against. And yeah, I really don't. I really do not. The the problem I've got is they are one of the oldest, and they certainly have the biggest craft brewer in perhaps in the world now. I mean, they've absolutely taken America by storm and, you know, America love them. And I think the way they crowdfunded the money um, to kind of get to where they need to be, the equity for punk scheme, I thought that started off, that's a good idea that you'll get people on board and give them 10% off in the shop and the chance to sell the share one day and a free beer on the birthday. I thought, I thought it was a good little, good little thing, that 25 quid, one off payment, one share. And now, <clears throat> obviously we've seen all the revelations come out about how they treat the staff. We've seen everything about the, the farce of these gold, these solid gold cans that aren't solid gold and they're not worth 15 grand. Brewdogs say they're worth 15 grand. And, you know, and then you see the massive amount of investment they're getting from hedge firms in the United States. Um, you know, it's it's to the point where the company's worth like half a billion dollars or something, which is incredible. You know, they've done well to get there. <clears throat> but <clears throat> me and you as a consumer are suffering. I mean, Hazy um, James has changed. Uh, I've just picked it up and say it's 5%. It used to be well stronger than that. I and mean, then they re-brewed it and called it, give it a different name. Um, they changed the recipe for punk oh, so many times over the years. It's not the same beer it used to be. The biggest acts I've got to grind with the quality of the beer is Elvis juice, 6.5%, grapefruit IPA. It was absolutely, it was ahead of its time for me. It was an absolute drop and a half. It's 5.1%, now it's thin, it's watery, it's undrinkable. And why have they done it? They need to get the money back in. Still cost you the same amount for a beer. Pint will still cost you the same, can of it will still cost you the same. The quality is absolutely taking a nose down. But that's not to get the money into the early investors, i.e. the equity punks who pay 25 quid a share. That's to get the money back to the hedge fund, to the hedge fund. And I just think that the people who put them where they were or got them on the map are being left by the wayside. And that's my problem. There's far, far, far better drink out there, far better beers out there. And this, I suppose, is a journey to go and find it. I've had quite a few brew dogs on the page and I've always said, that's really nice. I'll buy that again. But that's just me being honest. Yeah, they're not... They're not my cup of tea, so to speak. They're not my my craft beer anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, the percentage change and everything and stuff like that. You know, it's it's an interesting one. You know what I mean? But listen, like you say, they are they are massive. I mean, they're massive up here. Obviously, they're they're about eighty mile up the road from me is where they were born. So stuff like that. But they they have done really well. Taking it right back, do do you remember your first ever? beer or alcoholic drink would have been I'll just set the standard here I think mine was Miller Genuine Draft <laughs> I tell you what mate you're beating me then because I do remember um, so when I was in my teens when I was in my teens you know, early teens 14, 15 year old um, my my mum and dad divorced and me my mum uh, got with um, who she's still with today to be fair so you know, been together nearly 20 years um, and you know he was a he was a hands-on guy and he, he um, you know did a lot of uh, he did a very manual sort of job and liked a beer when he finished when he finished work 
Um, when I was about 14, I came home and uh, he was he was having his tea round and he said, I'll pick up some beers down, do you want one? Looked at my mum, she went, as long as you're staying in, you can have a drink with us, no problem. And he handed me a tin of Carlin. Um, and, that was, <laughs> and that was perhaps the first drink I've ever had all the way from opening it up to finishing it. Apart from, you know, the odd sip here and there, you know, Christmas and yeah. me, my granddad was a massive drinker. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was the first bit I was actually ever handed to me. Um, and yeah, I suppose the sort of, the downward spiral into. <laughs> and to where you are now, the education exactly. began then. <laughs> well, that, that, that was it, yeah, that was it. it. It kind of opened my eyes even then to how bad Carlin is. But <laughs> yeah. at 14 years old, I wasn't anyone, I wasn't going to. Uh, you know, terminal supply. No. Um, see, if for all the kind of, we'll say normal beers and lagers, you know, your Carling and stuff like that, Foster's, Peroni, what, what would you buy? Like, if you were to go in a boozer and it was just beers like that, there was no craft, no IPA, what would be your go-to? My go-to would be something, I suppose, that tastes all right. Um, so I'm not a fan of Peroni at all. I mean, I did Peroni the other day and it came out, it just came out of the fridge, so it was freezing cold and it's therefore it didn't stink. Because I, I, honestly, I think it stinks. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I'll drink a pint of Stella. I'll drink a pint of uh, beer and Moretti. Um, me and Mrs. P did a road trip um, last year uh, for our holiday. And we drove from Manchester to Thurso. It took us 10 and a half hours. All they had was tenants. So I had a pint of tenants. And he said to me, when I said, that was gorgeous, just have another one, please. He was like, hey, you must be the only Englishman I've ever served. Who <laughs> <laughs> actually likes it. And... Um, yeah, you know, don't get me wrong. If if you know if a craft or an IPA or an ale is on offer, that I'll go for something like that. But if it's a chain place, I won't turn my nose up at it. At the end of the day, I'm not going out to drink. I suppose if it's if I'm in somewhere like that, if I'm with if with the missus and me lad and we're going out for some tea, then I'm, I'm purely there for you know family time. Yeah. The beer's an added bonus. Yeah, and w- one thing you said as well, seventy-one brewing. You've done a few of them. That's local to me. That's like ten minutes away. Yeah, they're all right. So I've, I've got a follower called Connor uh, who lives um, quite close. Um, he's a he's a Dunfermline he's a Dunfermline Athletic fan. So I don't know how close they are to you. Unlucky. <laughs> Hopefully he's going to listen to this. And uh, there we go. Shout you out, Connor, mate. Um, he, um, he he was saying to me, "71 Brewing." I'm sure I've never heard of him. And apparently, you get them in Lidl all the time. Now, just to explain to you, Lidl and Aldi's in, in England is far inferior. To what you get in Scotland, the, the choice of, of you know beer you guys get is absolutely incredible. But once a year they do the craft beer festival, and basically what that means is they're just going to bring all the stuff down that gets sold in Scottish shops, and we get it for a week, and off they go without it again. It's like great, you've got to wait another fifty-one weeks now. But yeah, Luminous Nights was one that he'd recommended. I thought it was great. It was really, really was a nice beer. They did the pink, uh, pink lemonade biscuit sour. Um, Again, that was that was quite nice as well. Um, it was it was great, sort of um, you know, sat in your back garden, sunshiny sort of beer, um, you know, something to really, 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 really refreshing sort of stuff. And yeah, I, th- I think Scottish brewing is there's a lot, there's a lot of really good Scottish breweries out there. There really is. Yeah. What what do you look for in a beer? Kind of what's you know? Do you have a, a set kind of flavour profile? Is probably what I'm looking for. Do you know, at this moment in time, what I look for in a beer is usually what people are recommending me drinking. Um, <laughs> get this, get that, get the other. Oh, okay. I can't remember the last beer I bought for my own pleasure, <laughs> actually. <laughs> but 
But I am a, um, I do, I mean, I've recommended one to you and you've picked it up. Yep. I do like Kvike as a, as a, as a yeast, as an ingredient in, in beer. So uh, if, I, if I see anything that's, uh, you know, maybe Kvike yeast, I'll, I'll buy that. Um, when it comes to your, your pails and your IPAs and everything like that, I do like, I do like a New England IPA. It tends to be quite fruity sort of tasting. Um, Flavour profile wise. I just um I like something that's not too strong but not too weak either. I'm a fan of something, you know, between five and six percent, something nice and cold, something that's gonna refresh me, something that's gonna be quite tropical to taste in, something quite bitter. That's uh, that's that's me all day. Yeah. You mentioned sort of you know, New England pale and IPAs. What makes an IPA an IPA? What makes a craft a craft? What what's the difference for people that don't know? So so you you've mentioned two very so craft you've got you've got craft and you've got non-craft so craft is basically independent owned brewery that's all it is really um so your craft brewers are the likes of amazingly brewdog um you know you've got you've got um overtone in scotland you've got face in scotland they're, they're craft brewers down over in england some of my favorites north brewing co northern monk um polys you know they're they're independent breweries you're more you, you, so your non-craft is stuff like tenants because they're owned by oh no they're owned by tenants obviously so Drygate for example are not a craft brewer because they're owned by tenants and um, so that's again that's another Scottish brewery um, so that's where that sort of thing comes into um, what makes an IPA an IPA basically um, do you know well I, I might as well tell you sort of a bit of history lesson for you so um, in England and in Scotland and you know, basically the UK years ago when we were stationed in India in the 1800s, we drank ale, drank, you know, standard, standard ale. And it couldn't, it couldn't last the six-week trip on the ships to India. So they basically, in a nutshell, they basically brewed it with more hops so it could survive the, the trip. So it was usually a slightly, slightly higher sort of ABV. Um, and they couldn't brew it over there either because the conditions weren't good enough. So it was purely designed to survive the trip from, from, uh, from the UK to India. Uh, so that's why it's called India. Um, but then you've got different variations so you've got an APA an American pale ale and that's basically an IPA just slightly toned down flavour profile wise your New England is usually a bit more hazy um, made made popular in, in the um, in the frontier basically Boston that sort of area um, and there's just yeah different styles being released all the time yeah um, no it's always interesting to, to get a bit of background because not everyone will know you know what I mean they just buy yeah. their favourite and they know the background <laughs> I, I don't brew my own beer I have done twice and it was absolute disaster um, <laughs> and I don't and that, <laughs> and that isn't the correct answer by the way that's not the absolute bang on that's the reason why what the witch beer is but that's probably the most simple sort of terms it's how I understood it and it's what how other people have understood it as yeah. well so listen <laughs> simple works on this podcast um, how are the beers you, that you've um reviewed what surprised you the most surprising beer so far and I, I, you know I, I like to think of tasted a lot sort of thing but I can't remember the number of it now it's like three uh, three well, I mean it's 200 and odd actually I can't remember uh, in edit dam uh, which is a Spanish beer it's a, Spanish, it's a wheat beer lager hybrid um, and I called it a lager and a lot of people say, oh, actually it's a wheat beer oh, sorry mate no it's a lager wheat beer hybrid therefore it's a lager, 750 milliliter bottle, cost me four quid. Mrs. P said, that's a bottle of wine. That's like, well, it's not, it's actually a beer. Um, and yeah, it was basically brewed with by, uh, by um, Dam and this really famous chef. I forget his name. 
<laughs> no, we should, you know, I've not really done my research for this evening, unfortunately, mate. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it, it absolutely blew my mind. I, I genuinely, I've not stopped thinking about it. Um, I can't find it anywhere else either. I've not seen it since. So I'm hoping it's teasing that's you. not as a result of my review. Because <laughs> if people give it, genuinely, right, I get, people have been dropping me comments saying, um, Oh, I love it. I found the edit down and I've, I've not stopped. I've, oh, I bought loads of it. Absolutely brilliant. Like, nice one, mate. Save something for me because I would quite like to drink it again. Um, and on one of my live streams the other day, somebody said, um, Do you think that you, you're having this little effect lo- in like local sort of areas uh, in regards to like stocking levels? Like, How do you mean? So, well, because I went in a couple of weeks after you did a video and there was none left. And it was like, I'd like to think so, but I doubt it. It's just some, you know, some fat lad of 18,000 followers in South Manchester is not having that sort of effect on the entire supply chain of Tesco. You know what I mean? It's not happening. But yeah, that beer absolutely blew my mind. It was really easy drinking, very fruity sort of flavour. Every single sip of it just packed an absolute punch and it wasn't overly, it wasn't overly uh, strong with the alcohol either. I think it's only about five and a half, six percent. So yeah, that so far, you know, we're 400 odd in that's so far been the one that's uh, been the one that's uh, surprised me the most yeah Spear 234 I've just looked at the list there one thing I there do need go, to mention <laughs> because uh, <laughs> research, mate. well I've, I've just got in front of me it's a wee bit short you're missing quite a few just now you know it's not quite up to 405 we'll lay off it's not you know it's not I've, I'm 50 behind I need to get it up one, really be, one beer I need to ask you about because I've, I've actually not seen the video on it but only because one of my good buddies drinks it is a Ranja Boom Orangey boom. I've, I don't, I've never tasted it. I've no idea what it even tastes like. It, it tastes like sweet corn. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it tastes like sweet corn. It tastes like a cheap lager, really. Um, and I poured it away. I poured it away. Um, well, I can't and, wait to hear this because he will comment. Do <laughs> you know what? Listen, each to their own. If he doesn't, if you know, if he likes it, fair play to him. I'm not to tell him anything, but I wouldn't. This far better lager. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine for me. Um, what's yeah. some of your least favourite beers that you've uh, you've had the um, displeasure of reviewing? Uh, a Ranch of Boom was one. Um, <laughs> yes, Car- Carlin Premi was absolutely oh. disgusting. Basically, uh, where I live, there's a there's a news agent that sells alcohol, and a lot of the I had a really really short space of time. A lot of requests for some really like really that's what you want me to drink. Okay, no problem. And he had it all in stock. So, yeah, I've reviewed a Stellar Artois on this page, um, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, um, around you being wasn't good. Carlin Premi was absolutely vile. It just tasted like it was flat and gone off. Um, there was a there was a beer, um, I think it was beer 80, no, it was beer, oh, I don't know what beer number it was now. Beer 80, or beer, beer 82 or 79 or something, McKellar. Um, it was an India Pale Lager, and that got drained poured. And McKellar are a great brewery as well. So I'm really disappointed with that. I was expecting big things. Um, there's been a few. I mean, Pomona Island are massive, um, and they did a collaboration with Daya, um, and that was a rye IPA. Uh, it was a, basically just like you know red in colour. It was supposed to be quite nice. It smelled all right. It tasted absolutely disgusting. And I was like, right, I had to finish this off, but it cost me eight quid. You know, so I drank it. But that's, that was quite disappointing, especially because of how good they are as breweries as well. Well, one thing it was, uh, I think it was recently, I think it might have been a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you, you were telling me you were on Too Good To Go, which I've had. But Brewdog were on your Too Good To Go. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely incredible. So 
So Mrs. P, she picks it, she gives it Brewdog at the outpost in, on Oxford Road in Manchester. Like, yeah, what about it? Sounds too good to go. Get away. No way is it. She went, yeah, it's four quid for, for two beers. But, oh, go on then. You've got to do it. So what she did when I did one. Now, we didn't know it was, it was for two beers. We thought it was going to be either just out of date or close dated. So I think I'm going to get a bag of beer in that four or five beers for four quid. Goes down there, literally walks out with two tins in one bag and two tins in the other. I'm like, right, okay. Um, not quite what I was expecting, but hey, we'll give it a go. Got them home. Now, whenever I get more than one beer, I tend to save them for my buddy, Liam, who I've already mentioned, who, when I was out shopping, uh, suit shopping for his wedding. Um, and he, <laughs> he's, he's left one here <laughs> and he drain poured the other. Um, there was a... Um, the, the honey the honey beer Nordic corn I think it was called yeah it turns out that wasn't even a brew dog beer it was by a different brewery but listen got brew dog's name on it so therefore there we go and then there was a cherry sour it tasted strawberries not even cherry it wasn't even that sour so yeah again thanks for letting us down there brew dog yeah but, um, <laughs> yeah too good to go honestly if you've not got the app can you honestly get the app yeah it, when you it, said brew dog was on I thought that's amazing it's not an hour yeah, yet. Tell you that. No, well, have you got any? Oh, well, of course you have. It's you know, it's, it's Scotland is where Brewdog was born, I suppose. But if you've got like any like um, Brewdog bars nearby, uh, like an outpost or something, then we'll, we'll have something on there. But if all else fails, at least you can get yourself a bag of Greg's for about three quid or something. You're damn right. <laughs> You're damn right. Um, what's the kind of best local beer to you? Best local beer to me. It's a great question, that buddy. And the issue I've got is that obviously I live in Manchester and. There's so many, so many great breweries. I mean, you've got the big boys like Cloudwater, uh, Track Brewing Co. Uh, you've got Pomona Island over in Salford. Um, you've got um, Shindig are quite, uh, they're quite big, but they're quite big on deliveries as well, which is pretty decent. And they'll deliver within 90 minutes as well if you live inside the M60, which is incredible. Um, Again, it's a great question. I've, I had a list of breweries in my head, and I've just completely forgotten them all now. Yeah, there's that many. Have you in, got? Uh, well, a flip side might be: Are you quite spoiled with local breweries and local beers on offer? That's probably that's probably the best bet. I mean, as well as that, I mean, other breweries come to Manchester and set up shop. I mean, Face, for example, I've got a tap room in Manchester, um, so I, I can go in there and buy fresh as anything, Face straight you know, like that, and it literally was can three days ago and I'm there drinking it at home um, to, to the big brews from Leeds you know Vocation and uh, and uh, North they've got tap houses in Manchester as well so we're spoiled for choice we are absolutely spoiled for choice you, you're not far away from a decent bit around here you really not yeah and you you mentioned obviously being from Manchester being football go hand in hand people would expect you to be a red <laughs> or a blue but you're you're local aren't you you're your local team I am yeah I am indeed yeah so um, I'm an Algerian fan um, yeah the, we, we got beat by um, got beat by uh, Halifax Town 2-0 yesterday um, so played 2-1-1 last one which is amazing because we beat Torquay first game of the season we've not played at home yet because uh, we've um Basically, we've got the worst ground <laughs> when it comes to grass. The actual pitch itself is absolutely knackered. So, a bit of crowdfunding has gone on, and they're building a little fan zone, and the, the, the pitch now looks absolutely great. So, um, on Saturday, I'll be I'll be down there with Mosley, uh, cheering on the mighty Robins against Dover Athletic, and then hoping for a five 0 win because uh, 
Yeah, it's over pretty pants these days. And uh, how is life living in the shadows of those big teams that are just spending seventy five million to bring a thirty six year old home? Exactly, it doesn't really bother me in all honesty. I mean, a lot of my mates, majority of my mates are my United fans. I have been to World Track a lot. Um, My dad was a United fan as well. Um, I suppose my love for Ultron can kind of got a bit bigger since me since my dad passed away because it's like you can't be there now to tell me what you're doing like you know what I mean get yourself to get yourself to Old Trafford what man dog he was from Peterborough so why he was a night I never know but um, yeah it, it's it's um, it's interesting because we get a lot of Man United fans a lot of Man City fans at the ground supporting us um, as well as the team my dog's walking around by the way so apologies for any sort of background noise there and <laughs> um, so we get a lot of their fans because you know the, a lot of people are priced out of it it's 50 quid a ticket you know it cost me 17 quid to get into Walter the pint's 4 quid it's not even that 3.50 for a pint of Cronbacher so you know I can take my lad for 2 quid and the programme's only 2 quid as well burger and chips for a fiver and a beer you're spending less than 50 quid on your day out whereas you know you want to go and watch Man United you want to go and watch uh, Man City it's 50 quid just to get in you know, so a lot we, we do we do get a lot of their fans turn up to to support us as well. So yeah, I'm quite grateful for it. To be yeah, adds to the atmosphere. Well, and what's uh, what's kind of the best you can hope for this season? Uh, not getting relegated. Um, we're one of um, one of only three part-time teams in that league. So uh, everyone else is full-time. And um, you know Ryan Reynolds and the other fellow who just bought Wrexham. Yeah. Um, so Wrexham are in the same league as us. <laughs> Stockport County have had a load of investment and they're expected to walk in this season as well. So it's going to be between them two for promotion. And like I said, we're, we're competing in the same league. One of our star players, a guy called Josh Hancock, he's a, um, he's a marketing manager for a company in Chester and he trains two nights a week in Holtering and then goes and plays in midfield on the <laughs> on the Saturday. You know, we're part-time. We're not, we're not going to we're not going to set the world on fire. But um, we've had a bit of investment from two guys from Canada. Kit manufacturers change over to Puma, so we feel a bit more big time now. And I think next season will be the season we go full time and actually make an assault on the playoffs. But yeah, as long as we stay in the league this season, that's what it's all about. Yeah, nice one. Listen, I'm, I'm big for you supporting your local team, and obviously you're kind of a wee bit spoiled for choice, I suppose, because of where you are. Um, <laughs> here's one for you: Who brews the best beer? Is it the UK? Is it Europe? Is it America? How do you get the best beer? You reckon? Oh well. I think it depends on the bit, type, I suppose. I think for craft, the states are better than us. I think for getting the basics right when it comes to craft, the UK is better than anywhere else. And I think for stuff like, you know, I mean, Belgium, Jesus, Mark stuff, Abro, you know, you've got so many different beer styles. Um, you know, somebody introduced by doing this page, um, Trappist beer was introduced to me and that is just an absolute just an absolute treat <laughs> you know it's brewed by monks you know it's at least six seven eight percent tastes like caramel you know lovely sort of fizz on the tongue it's absolutely unreal sort of stuff europe europe brews the best beer there you go i've just talked myself into it that's, it. that's, <laughs> that's what we need that's what we need um so a few weeks ago i asked you do you think it'd be possible to pick a top 10 for us? <laughs> now, I'm no fussed if you didn't even give us the numbers, if you just give us 10 beers, but if you've done a top 10, 10 to 1, I'm ready to hear it. Brilliant. Okay, now, this is this is for you, 
it's a world exclusive this nice <laughs> um, I've been asked this question so much and I, I, honestly I've struggled because I think the record was about 13 minutes there was a beer on the list before I took it off um, you know there's it, been a lot you know 405 beers in mate so um, yeah I've managed to do your top 10 now this is my top 10 and there'll be you know some some people listening to this thinking this guy has not got a clue what he's talking about but you know, this is what I feel, and I've tried to get as many different styles in there to try and to try and shape it up. So, if you're ready, I'll run. I'll run down from ten to one. Uh, what we'll do is we'll get the list, and I'll get the list from Dan, and we'll post up on Instagram and whatever once the episode and that's out. But over to you. Perfect. Right then, number ten, Landlord Timothy Taylor, which is a basically it's a cast scale, um, and when it comes to cast, for me personally. There's nothing out there better than that. Could be because I'm a northern boy. Um, there'll be a lot of people in the south now saying, what about Badger? What about Badger base? Thirsty Ferret? No, it's all about landlord, mate. <laughs> um, number nine. <laughs> number nine is Alpha Greek Lager. Uh, and again, that's purely for personal reasons, because of how it makes me feel. Um, you know, I did a video about Alpha and uh, the family sort of aspect behind it for me. Um, number eight, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. That will get anybody into craft I don't care who you are you, you you will get into craft on the back of that and if you don't like it two things first one there's something wrong with your taste buds and secondly it only costs you one pound eighty a bottle so nothing venture nothing gains nice you can go back to drinking go back to drinking your fosters no problem at all um, number seven um, Lost Cosmonauts by North Brewico that was one of the first double dry hops IPAs ever tasted and it made me want to find more double dry hops. I mean, double dry hopping is basically the hops dry and all the already fermenting brew. Double means to do it twice. As a, a a really sort of big sort of backbone of flavour to um sorry my dog's going mad again. So it's all the talk <laughs> of beers. It's all the talk of beers. That's what it is. Just so bad, by the way, my dog actually doesn't drink. I just do it as a joke. Okay. <laughs> in my videos and what have you. He gets a lot of love just as he. Yeah, neither does mine. Mine's is I don't know what she's doing, but she's causing carnage. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Oh dear. What would you do without your dogs? I know. Wrestle. Have a much quieter life. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Lost Cosmonauts is a great beer. Um, number six, uh, Faith from uh, Northern Monk. Um, it's, it's, for me, that is probably the perfect fridge filler. It's 5.4%. It's, if you've got a club card at Tesco, you can sometimes get four tall boys for six quid. So that's two litres, no, nearly two litres of beer for six quid, um, which is incredible value for money. It tastes good. It always tastes really fresh. Um, occasionally as well at Old Um All the FC, we've got a, uh, we've got a bar in every corner of the ground and there's a craft place called Libro uh, that operate at Old Tringham. And he, he brought, he, he brings a couple of kegs with him, a load of bottles and pans and sells it there. And he had faith on once. We drew one all. Uh, to Kettering I wasn't bothered because I'd done about four pints of this faithing and it was just I was in such a great mood because of how good the beer was <laughs> um, <clears throat> number five uh, Life and Death by Vocation Brewery um, reason being is because that is the best value for money IPA available on the, in the supermarket um, it's 6.5% it tastes fresh as anything it, it's absolutely brilliant and again it's four cans six quid from Tesco Honestly, get yourself a club card. <laughs> um, 
Number four is a beer called There Will Be No Intervals. That's from Verdant Brewery down in Cornwall. Um, Verdant kind of, I've never had a bad, I've never had a bad Verdant beer. Uh, everyone I've ever done, I've, I've really, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, they're not cheap either. You, you pay at least at least six pound for a four hundred and forty milliliter can. Um, but that one is just quality. It ticks every box for me, flavour wise, smell wise. Uh, the ABV of it's not too strong. It's only about five and a half percent. Yeah, it's a really, really, really good beer. Top three then. Uh, number three is Augustina Brown, um, which is a German house. Um, yeah, I, I used to avoid German beers thinking that they weren't for me. Um, I picked one up purely by accident. Somebody asked me to review a certain one, I couldn't find it. So that was recommended to me by the guys at Batch who buy a lot of my beer from. And yeah, I've, I've drank a lot of that since. <laughs> Literally every order, of, every time I've gone to Batch to pick beer up, I've bought a load of that as well, just for myself. Uh, beer number two is in Edit Dam. Honestly, recommended to me by one of my followers. Reviewed it. Can't stop thinking about it. I need to get it found. <laughs> I need to find more I, of I it. I can't even buy it. <laughs> I can't buy it anymore. Everyone's cleared it off the shelves. And, and yeah, in first place, the best beer I've ever tasted. Um, and I think they've now stopped doing it. So fingers crossed they haven't because I'd like to have it again. But, spect- but Spectrum Quadruple IPA from Polly's. Um, so Polly's are a brewery based in Wales and they have a Spectrum series. So Spectrum is the hop, it's liquid hops, and they release four. They release an IPA, a double IPA, triple IPA, and a quadruple IPA. The quad is 13% ABV. It cost me just under nine quid, and it is just an absolute flavour explosion. It does not taste 30%. There's no alcohol burn to it whatsoever. It's just tropical fruit for days. It's almost like on bongo, but in alcohol form. Honestly, Sounds it is absolutely divine. It's divine, mate. It really is, Ronnie. You'd, you'd love it, pal. Oh, oh, that sounds pretty good. Um, I don't think I've had any on that top ten, but that is a top nope. ten list for the ages. I think we'll all there get involved. That, in. that's, well, that's that, that took me best part of since I started. I suppose people have been asking for a top ten, and then you're the first person to show me top ten, mate. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> no that that's incredible that is incredible i know it would have been tough given you you've done so many and what have you but mm. oh absolutely brilliant we appreciate that and like you say we will post up we'll get it from you and we'll post them we'll, we'll uh people can yeah. then go and try and find some of these beers um absolutely. before we finish we thought we'd do a wee taste test including yeah. um one of your recommendations uh where do you want to start where do you want to start with um, do you want me to take on this or do you want me to leave yeah, your you go yeah no, yeah, you, you do yours. You, oh. do the one, you do the one I've recommended for you. Now, I should add that I recommended you try this and then I can't find it for myself. Yeah. So I'm going to watch you drink it. So do you but, want to tell us about it? Yeah, sure. I think it's um, it's Green Curve by uh, North Brewing Co. I believe it's 6%. Six and a half. Oh, there we go. 6.5. It's been a while since I've had one. And it's a Kavike East IPA. Yeah, I'm glad you pronounced that because I haven't had a chance. Like. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Um, Kvike is, 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 is a Norwegian. It's very, very, very resilient, um, and it can it, it ferments quite. It ferments really well um, at, at different sort of temperatures. So, it's uh, it, you should get quite a piney yet very sort of tropical sort of flavour from it. Very grapefruit and very pineapple sort of flavour. Because that's what I was about to ask. What am I? What am I going to get? Here? <laughs> and I'm just going to cans because. 
well, we're Scottish. We we don't want a dirty plate, tumblers, and all that. Right in a can. Fair enough, mate. You do you. I mean, it doesn't really work in a podcast when I'm taking that in, but my word. Yeah. It's, it's pretty nice. It's like it's pretty refreshing yeah. that you can take. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of grapefruit, but you do get it, but it's not overpowering. It's got a wee bit of mm. sourness there, but that is nice, by the way. And I'm pretty sure Tesco. No sure there was this going on the club card, but it was definitely Tesco. But that's I'm having seconds. Yeah, I think it's about three quid from uh, from Tesco that one. Um, oh, that's nice. North Brewing Company Green Curve. There's loads, by the way, for anybody listening in Dundee. Tesco and the Kingsway, top right hand, top right hand on the shelf. Loads, perfect. I'm not jealous. I'm not that jealous is, got loads of that. that is nice. I mean, I will finish that off this evening for sure. I mean, that is that is nice. Like, Yep, I can do that. Perfect. That'll stay. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed that, mate. Really, yeah. That is nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I really wasn't a shooter, but I, I made the point of not actually reading anything about it. Like, I didn't read the back of it. I just bought mm. it, put it in the fridge, and it's been in the fridge for what, a week or something? That's nice. Yeah. I could go with that. And uh, yeah, a medley of overripe tropical fruit flavour. You definitely get that. You definitely get that. But I'm going to look out for that funny sounding yeast word. Kiviak or yeah, whatever it is, but yeah, six and a half percent. But that that's nice. I can, I can have that. And by the way, for anybody listening, boss listening, this is no lunchtime. This is tea time. We're, we're okay. It's night time. I'm all right. Yeah, it's five it's past nine in the evening. I'm so not doing this on my lunch yeah. break like that's, I've done some yeah. of them. So stop being a go us. No, that is that is nice. Right, what do you want to move on to? Uh, let's do this little Saint Andrew's Brewing Co. Okay, IPA. so Saint Andrew's Brewing um, Co. Are um, relatively obviously St Andrews is only about twenty mile from us, uh, from Dundee. Um, a buddy of mine works for them, uh, but I have never had this tin. I saw this in Lidl. Uh, it is the IPA. It's three point two percent. I mean, what are you thinking before you even get to it? Three point two is quite I'm, low. I'm, I'm thinking three. I think three point two is very low for an IPA. Um, but it looks like an IPA in the glass. That's the point. Um, it doesn't look like a pale. Now, these the ABV of it would suggest it's a pale ale, not an, not an India pale ale. But yeah, it looks like an IPA to me. All right, cheers. It smell it's, it smells piney as well. Cheers, buddy. I don't mind it. It's all right. It's not brilliant. It's, it's not brilliant. Just, but it's not bad. It's all right. That's the point. It's not bad. And it's only three point two percent. To, so, be f- to be fair, it does say an easy drinking and fruity session IPA. So it is. I mean, yeah. to be fair, Sunday afternoon, the sun's out. I could probably drink it. It's all right. I think it's, bit, it's okay. I think it's overly fizzy. I think it's overly fizzy. Yeah, it's um, fizzy. It, it's quite, it quite highly carbonated. But yeah, it's definitely citrusy. Oh man, that's really fizzy. <laughs> I mean, that is that is for me. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, it's okay. They do a really good. Um, they do just a lager, I'm sure, and I'm pretty sure around Christmas time I bought a keg of it, and the boy just delivers it to your door. And I'm pretty sure it only lasted a night, but that that was that was all right. But the IP, I mean, it's okay. You know, it's not. It's just not. It's never going to be my favourite, but that was okay. It was okay. So sorry, Graham, if you're listening. Um, it's not my favourite, but yeah, it's okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Graham, mate. Yeah, we gave it a go. Didn't you know, we? I mean, I saw him at the I saw him at the golf the other way. I was at the women's open up in Carnoustie, and they were running the bar, and he was like, "You have to get a pint." And 
I said, no, if it's about eight quid a pint. It was nearly eight quid a pint, but I never got there. I was, I wasn't feeling it, but that's okay. We'll, we'll give it pass marks, just. Let's just, just be kind, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Let's be would kind. Would you drink it again? Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, yeah. Right, well, we're going to next. What are you packing? Are we... Uh... Uh, so, so this is the other one you sent me, uh, the uh, Chasing Cars. Oh, Loch Lomond yeah. Brewery, yeah. Loch Lomond Brewery, yeah. No, I, I, I did um, Odin's Beard by... I said Loch Lomond and got absolutely ripped for it. So, you know. Uh, Loch Lomond. <laughs> it is it is. Yeah. Loch so, Lomond. there we go. I, I've, I didn't mean to read the back of it, but I have. So I have no idea what I'm about to expect here because there are, they are talking about gooseberries and everything here. So, um, so it's a New Zealand pale ale. Now, that basically means the hop is from New Zealand. Um, if I remember correctly, it's Nelson Solvid. There it is. Yeah. Um, Nailed it. Now, you're not going to get gooseberry and lychee on the tongue. It might smell like it, but you won't, you won't taste that. Mm. You can smell the goose, but you can't smell the lychee. Man, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's very. Uh, well, let's go. Oh no, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. I'm afraid. Nope, not for me. <laughs> you seem to be enjoying it. No, mm. no, no. <laughs> no it's, you know what it tastes like. Pest. It tastes like soda water. It's just. <laughs> it, it tastes like soda water. It tastes like something that you need to drink to to set your stomach. It sounds like alka That's what it tastes like. Oh. It looks like it looks like a, it, it does look like a pear. You can smell the gooseberry. You can't smell the lychee. But taste wise, yeah, there's absolutely nothing in that. It says in the can, dry, lingering bitterness. Well, it's, mm. it is dry. Oh, that's nah. That's. I'm not having it that at all. I, I would yeah. generally, I'd prefer that San Andrews IPA over it, and that's mm. well, that's not very good at all. That's not very good at all. No, I think you've done another Loch Lomond though, didn't you? And you said it was okay. Yeah, Odin's Bay. It was a Kavaka IPA. Was it good. wasn't the best Kavaka I've had, but it was it was nice. Um, I would buy that again. I've definitely. Just, I've just took another sip. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> nah, <laughs> because it's beer. Nah, it's beer. You're you might as well get nah. it. <laughs> nah, I mean Green Curve will go, the IPL go, but I'm not having the local in the brewery. Um, nah, I'm not having that at all. Uh, oh, nah. Uh, and uh, well, I picked up Innocent Gun by mistake, obviously, but I really enjoy this as a lager. I actually think, and I was saying this to, I was actually to my boss, and I said I've never had this before, and I'm going to buy it because I keep seeing it in Lidl, and it's relatively on a good deal all the time. And he's always got it as his. He he drinks a lot of German lager. He goes to the Munich yeah. Fest and all this. Um, so uh, so while I'm drinking beer tonight, he's he's got COVID, so unlucky. And uh, so he'll not be drinking lager. Um, so I, I said, I'm going to try that innocent gun. So I bought it, had a can of it, and went. Maybe I just really fancied a beer. I'll need to have another can to really check. Oh, that's really good <laughs> stuff. Obviously, I need I need to check these things. So, uh, but that was really nice. But. Yeah, I mean, if I was to rank the three, we've had Loch Lomond's three, the St Andrews would be two, and your green curve is definitely a winner. I mean, that's, that is a winner. Despite it being slightly soury, the first taste you get, that's what I'll take that. I mean, it's one thing that I've always... It's one thing as well, I mean, a lot of these breweries that you get in Lidl, St Andrews and Loch Lomond and what have you, they, they are actual, genuine breweries. Mm. Um, 
what we get in Little and Aldi in England is brewed for Little or brewed for Aldi. Mm. Excuse me. So you can kind of tell where the extra money's gone. Um, you know, that, that North Brewing Cup was three quid. You can get a craft beer, which I use, you know, I use the term very loosely, in Aldi for a pound. Um, and I suppose that's that's why, that's probably the my biggest bugbear with beer at the minute is they're brewing stuff to get people to buy it um, from their shops and won't stock anything else. Um, and then people go, oh, it's crap that. I've got a message on Instagram saying, um, I... You got me. You got me to buy all these ales. I was really disappointed. Well, well first of all, well, I didn't because <laughs> I've done nothing but slag all the off. Um, and secondly, you know, don't let that be your yardstick for for craft beer. You know, because it's it's not. It's that's not what it's like. And I suppose a little bit like St Andrews and Lockham and if they, you know, if they're in Scotland and you know, there's, there is better Scottish breweries, definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what parents do. That's all right. That's okay, you know. Yeah. Um, what well, uh, I know this is a couple of weeks to the, the this actual episode goes out, but I'm assuming your uh, store cupboard of upcoming reviews is packed to the gunnels still. Got loads, yeah, absolutely loads coming. I've got a lot of Belgian stuff coming up. Um, lots of stuff that's been requested. Some really sort of strange, well, I say strange, sort of lagers you wouldn't expect to drink. I've got um, a couple of the Aldi specials from you know the you know, the. Um, Ripoffs, <laughs> yes. So it's a, a Peroni, you've got Messini, so San Miguel, you've got sent, I don't know, Marcos or something. Yeah, it's called. Yeah. Um, a couple of a uh, couple of bits that have been sent from San Diego Rebel. I've still got a beer in there that was sent from uh, Thornbridge as well. Um, quite a special one from them, part of their part of their special series. Um, October. I've got my, non, my, my zero alcohol series coming up. I've got 10 low and, low and no ABV um, to kind of coincide with um, sober for October. I'm only doing 10 because obviously I'm not going sober for October. <laughs> um, and yeah, we've got the, and me and Mrs. Peer going to Thornbridge Brewery in, in Bakewell. We've been invited there for, for the afternoon. So yeah, we'll be going going there, getting some, getting some good footage, some good videos there. And you know, it, it, I assume it's just going to keep getting bigger. Yeah. I'm not yeah, too sure. You, listen, you should t- totally, totally enjoy it. Do, do you plan the videos or do you plan a night aside to do these things or anything? Do you? Friday and Saturday, yeah. Friday and Saturday is my beer days because I'm usually, I'm either not working or, or I start later on a Saturday. Um, I tend to try and not drink during the week. So, um, I mean, yesterday doesn't count because yesterday was bank holiday. So, I was at a beer yesterday. I tried not to drink on a Sunday, but we had a really nice Sunday dinner. And I thought, oh, I need a beer with that. I've always had a beer with you tonight. <laughs> um, for some reason as well, I don't know why, but Tuesday, Thursday, just gone, I had a drink as well. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, that's that's how it's been so far. But I tend to, I tend to, I tend to know in advance which ones I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, and then a comment will come in to go, oh, try that. Brilliant, I'll do that one now. Like, I've got it. I get one, get one done. But, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, usually two, usually two to three nights a week. Yeah. Are you do, do, do you get any, it should be less. do you get any sort of hate comments or is it just trolley comments that you tend to get? I mean, I don't get any hate comments as such. I mean, the only sort of, um, I mean, the only sort of hate, I suppose, that I can probably think of people giving me would be the facts of the fat lad. So that's in my bio, fat lad who likes beer. 
I've already I've already took that one away from people. I do get the odd troll. I do get the odd troll, and I tend to try and ignore them. You know, the t- comment tends to get deleted, and then the and then the person blocks because it's like, well, you know, I've got nothing nice to say. Then don't want to say it. Somebody the other day announced that they were following me. <laughs> right, okay. So I tell you, I replied to that with a video. Say sorry to lose you, mate. Yeah. I gave everybody else who still follow an update as to what was happening soon. You know, I was I was placing an order on beers of Europe and let me know what you want. Yeah. So <laughs> it's part of the course, isn't it? Yeah, nah, totally. Um if people want to follow you on Instagram or TikTok, how can they find you? Um with my handle, so at one minute beer review. Um and it's the number one, not not the not the spelling of one. And that's on both TikTok and on and on Instagram. Um, they're the only social media I'm on, on this group. People have asked me to do YouTube, but I can't be bothered. You know, I've got a full-time job in the family. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's uh, just TikTok and Instagram at one minute beer review. Um, yeah, if I've not already done it, send me the request and I'll, I'll try and do it. Yeah. Tremendous. Um, listen, you're at 105 beers, two weeks to this goes out. What number do you think you'll be on by that time? Between now and the next two weeks? Yeah. Uh, I reckon we'll go to 4.50, I reckon. 4.50, right. Okay, we'll hold it to that. It goes two, two weeks tomorrow, it'll go out. So we'll, we'll see where you're out on the 15th of September nice. or something it'll be. Um, <laughs> I think it will be, yeah. Yeah, listen, we'll put, post the links up. We'll get that top 10, which has been a lot of fun. Um, listen, Dan, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for giving up some time to drink some beer, talk some beer, and, and give us a bit of an education on uh, kind of beers in general. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate it, Ronnie, mate. Really do. Thanks for thanks for having me on. It's been the first time I've ever, you know, done a podcast uh, episode with anybody. So, no, it's been uh, it's been quite a good experience, mate. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends about it and leave a review or a rating. If you didn't, then let's never speak of it again. These are the days.